Well, praise God, we, are, we started a series, or I started a series last week on grace. And I'm telling you, grace is a big subject, and it's, it's, all, you know, it's all about grace, amen? And uh, God's grace is awesome. You know, somebody said grace is God's riches at Christ's expense, amen? And so, really, that's an acronym, God's riches at Christ's expense. In other words, Christ paid for our salvation, and he paid for us to have all the blessings of heaven, amen? And so I'm going to just kind of recap a little bit on last week. We talked about saving grace, amen? And, and we looked at Ephesians uh, chapter 2, verses 8 through 10. If you want to turn there, you can. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's by grace that we're saved, amen? Through faith, uh, not of ourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So it's by grace that we're saved through faith, not of ourselves. Amen. So, so I'm going to say this, it, it, God's grace, it, it, it's his grace that brings us into all the goodness that he has for us. And that's awesome to think about. It's God's power that brings us in. Amen. Grace could be his power. Amen. It brings us into that place that God wants us to, to come into. And we, we discovered last week that, that the grace of God, the grace of salvation is a gift. Look at your neighbor and say, it's a gift. It's a gift. Amen. So it's a gift. It's a gift from God. And, you know, I want to say this. A lot of people don't realize this. And, you know, some of you come through a lot of different backgrounds. But God is a God of love. He is a God of love. He loves us. He loves you with an everlasting love. Amen. And God loves you so much. And he loves mankind. He loves his creation. He loves us. And he, 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 he gave us everything. When he created Adam and Eve, he gave them everything in the garden. You know, grace gave Adam and Eve the garden. Gave, basically what God did was gave mankind the world to rule and to reign over. And we know this and that God's grace gave it to us. But, you know, man had something to do. He was supposed to keep the garden. He was supposed to protect the garden. And guess what? He, he should have kicked that snake out of the garden. Amen. And that snake was, you know, it was Satan embodying a snake that caused mankind to sin. And I'm telling you, sin came into mankind. And when sin came in, death came in. But thank God, you know, even though Adam was created... And he was a living soul. Jesus came in a form of a body, praise God. God came in the flesh. And, God, and Jesus is a living spirit, glory to God. Enabling us to be living spirits. So I'm going to say this today. If you don't have Jesus in your equation, if Jesus isn't in your heart this morning, you're actually a dead person, according to the word. You're dead to the things of God. And God doesn't want us to be dead to him. He wants us to be alive to him. Amen. Amen. You know, Jesus said, I, one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible is John 10, 10. Jesus said, I came that you may have what? Life. And that life, that word in the Greek says zoe. It means the God kind of life. God wants us having, you know, abundant life. Amen. Nothing broken, nothing missing. 
And even though that we can come to him and we may have some situations, we may have some circumstances, we may be tattered and torn this morning. God wants to bandage you up. He wants to bless you this morning. You believe that today? He wants to heal your heart. Amen. And so we see this, that, 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 that Jesus wants to be a part of our lives. So we found out that, that his grace is a gift. Even faith to walk in Christ is a gift. Because the Bible says that God has, has given every man the measure of faith to get saved. And so really, we don't want to have faith in our faith, but we want to have faith in God. Amen. Amen. We don't, you know, faith actually accesses, you know, the blessings of God. But don't get so caught up in your faith. Get caught up on the bigness of God. Amen. Faith is what faith really is. It's really looking at a big God. Faith is walking in faith in Christ is not looking at ourselves and what we can do. It's looking at God and what he can do. Amen. See, that's walking in great faith. It's focusing on the bigness of God. No matter what's going on in our lives. Amen. No matter what we may be dealing with. It's focusing on God. And when we get our eyes off ourselves, off the circumstances and put our eyes on God, that's when the grace of God will lift us up. Do you believe that today? And so what, what a lot of times we're doing is we're focusing on ourselves, even as believers. But we need to, somebody say, focus on God. Focus on God. Amen. And so we, we found out that, that salvation is a uh, free gift from God. And also, you know, we found out point number two. I'm just kind of going over my points and we'll go into the second part. Is that you have to receive the gift. You know, I'm going to say this, that, you know, the Bible actually says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Positionally, Jesus died for the world, so every sin of every man, woman, child is paid for right now. Amen. It's already paid for. And so what we have to do is we have to do something with salvation, grace. We have to receive it. Amen? Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? You have to receive the grace of God. You know, Revelation 3.20, it, uh, it says this, and this is Jesus speaking. He says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and dine with him and he with me. So this is in Revelation. So, so I'm going to say this, that Jesus is knocking on a lot of hearts today. He's knocking at the heart of our, you know, the, uh, our hearts, uh, the door of our hearts. And he's knocking and he's knocking and he's just waiting for somebody to open that door up. Why? So he can smack us around and tell us that we've got to live right. No, so he can dine with us. So are you here when I say, today? God is not trying to force you into some kind of mold, trying to make you do. No, he wants, he wants to have a fellowship. He wants to have relationship with you. He wants to reveal his love to you. Do you believe that today? Yeah. I mean, we serve a God of love. Amen. Amen. But also he is a God of love, but he is also a God of wrath. And that can sound like an oxymoron this morning. How can he be a God of love and a God of wrath? Well, well, God hates sin. And the reason why God hates sin, sin separates us from him. Sin destroys people's lives. Pe you know, people that steal, kill, and destroy. You know, that's the, de that's the devil's job description. But people are doing the same things. They're stealing Killing and destroying. And what they're doing is, you know, you have good and you have evil. 
And, you know, and you can see that there's evil in this world. And God reveals that to everybody. I'm going to say this about grace this morning, that there is a general grace of God, not just the saving grace of God and the grace that's upon a believer, but there is a general grace that's on the unbeliever. Do you know that God still blesses the unbeliever? You know that God still, you know, do we have any, I won't go there, but... Did you have any good days when you were an unbeliever? That's what I want to ask. Sure you did. Sure. I mean, listen, if, if sin wasn't fun, people wouldn't be sinning. Isn't that right? I mean, the devil makes sin very attractive. It's very attractive. Sin, it looks like it's a lot. It's a party, you know. So, you know, it, it's fun. But the Bible says at the end of sin, at the end of it is death. So, so, yeah, you know, you can party, 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 you know, but at the end of it, it will eventually, you're going to end up visiting the throne at the end. And it might be the porcelain throne in the morning. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Are you hearing what I'm saying? You're going to end up visiting. Man, I got a smart crowd this morning. Amen. You're going to end up visiting the throne and really, reality, you're going to stand be before a throne on Judgment Day. And you're going to either stand for your goodness, because, you know, most of the world and the biggest lie that's be being propagated in the world today is that people are generally good people. That everybody has goodness in them. And I understand that the only reason why they have any goodness uh, uh, apart from God, is God just moves on even bad people's hearts or, or evil people's hearts. Or, what are you saying? I'm evil, Pastor? No, I'm not saying it. The Bible's saying it. Jesus said, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will he give you the Holy Spirit that asks? And in, in other words, people don't want to be called evil. They don't want to be called bad. But listen, if you're not, listen, that's the reason why we need a good Jesus. Jesus was the only good one. See, we measure our goodness by what other people do and, and, and other people's actions. We measure how good we are and we compare ourselves to our neighbors or we compare ourselves to people that aren't too good. And so we can look good. But listen, have you ever tried to compare yourself with God? How holy is God? God is holy. So how holy are you compared to God? You're not that holy. God is perfect. How perfect are you? Or how perfect am I? We're not too perfect. But guess who was perfect? Jesus. He's the perfect one. He's the sinless lamb of God, slain from the foundation of the world. He came, you know, as a servant, you know, when he first came here. I was at, at the uh, store the other day at Food Lion. And um, it was interesting. The gentleman that was working, he was a young guy, probably in his early 20s, and he had a tattoo on his arm, and he, it was a lion on his arm. And I was thinking, food lion, lion. Okay, no, I, uh, did they make you get that to work here? No, I'm, I'm kidding. But, but he had a lion. It was pretty cool, you know, I mean, you know. I mean, Jesus is coming back, you know, on his thigh is faith written, faithful and true. Somebody asked me that. Pastor, is it okay to have a tattoo? Because Jesus had a tattoo, faithful and true, on his thigh. I don't know if that's a tattoo, but anyway, we'll continue. I won't go there. I won't, go, I won't talk about that right at the moment. Talk to your parents. But anyway, 
so he had a uh, tattoo on his arm. And that tattoo was a lion. And I looked at it, and I'm always trying to figure out ways to witness. I'm telling you, if you want to go far in God, always look for ways to witness to people. The Bible says that we overcome what? How? How do we overcome? How do we become overcomers in Christ? We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our tent. We got to start talking about Christ. Are you hearing what I say? We got to start talking about the goodness. Don't talk about other people, okay? Don't talk about Christ. Don't talk about your crisis. A lot of people like to talk about the crisis. What I'm going through. Pastor, do you know what I'm going through? Well, I don't really care. No. Uh, <laughs> do you know what I'm going through? How come nobody ever t- asked the pastor, Pastor, are you going through anything? I'm going through a lot of stuff, you know. No, they, they, let me tell you what I'm going through, Pastor. Listen, we're all going through something. Right. We're all going through. But what's good about being a Christian is that Jesus will go through it with you. Amen. You're not going through it by yourself. Amen. You're not alone when you have Jesus. You could be in a prison in a third world tract and, and, and still be happy, happy, happy because you have Christ with you. Amen. It doesn't matter, you know, where you're at in the position where you're at right now. It should not dictate how happy you are in Christ. Amen. Amen. It should not be predicated on outward circumstances on you being joyful. No, we are joyful because our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. We need to start focusing on that. If you're fighting depression this morning or you're fighting, you're, you're looking at what you don't, that's the problem. You're looking at what you don't have instead of looking at what you, you do have. Amen. And we have all heavenly blessings in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. And so salvation has to be received. And, and so as I was talking to this, you know, I was trying to connect, I was trying to connect people to God. And I said, well, you know, Jesus, I said to him, now I'm in line and I'm, you know, trying to, you know, I have to do it fast, right? Because I have somebody behind me. I said, you know, Jesus came first as the Lamb of God. You know, he came as a servant. He actually served mankind. But, you know, he's coming back again. And he's coming back as the Lion of the tribe of Judah. And he's, gonna, and he's coming back, and the second time he's coming back is for judgment. He's going to reward every person according to their works. So, you know, he came back. He didn't come to set up an earthly kingdom the first time because, you know, even some of his followers thought that, oh, man, Jesus, you're going to set up an earthly kingdom. You're going to get this oppression of the government off our shoulders. Some of us are praying. Well, we won't go there. But uh, but but they thought that Jesus was going to set up his earthly kingdom. No, he, he was setting up a kingdom in people's hearts. Is the question for you today is, is Jesus on the throne of your heart? Is he, is he reigning on the throne of your heart? Or, or, or are you on the throne of your heart? That would be an unsaved person. Are you running your own game? Are you doing your own thing? Or you could still have Christ, but he may be just Lord, or he may just be Savior, but he may not be Lord. You may have kicked him off your throne as a believer. That's, that's called a backslidden believer. That's called a lukewarm believer. Somebody needs to get hot for Christ in here. I'm telling you, that's, that's what God is looking for. He's looking for us to be hot for him. Amen? And so salvation has to be received. And so I just said that he's coming back for judgment. And that kid's not gone like this. Huh? You know? 
the, the fruit lion guy with the, with the lion on, on his. I say, he's coming back and he's going to judge the world. And, you know, it's always good just to get, get people a little bit nervous if they don't know Christ. Listen, I'm going to say this. If you're walking in Christ and you're walking with him, that's the key. You have to walk with him. You have to walk with Christ. You know, his disciples, when he called his disciples, they walked with Jesus. They walked with him and they listened to his words and they obeyed his commands and they followed him. Are you a follower of Christ or are you just a fan? I'm a follower of Christ. I want to make sure that I'm a Christ follower. See, some, some people think, and some people think, well, I prayed that prayer years ago. What prayer? The sinner's prayer, and I'm saved. And, and you hadn't been in church. You've been living like the, you're living in the world. You have not, there's no Christianity about you at all. I don't know if you have true salvation. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Now, salvation isn't based on works, but there should be an outward uh, uh, fruit that's coming out. You know, when I got saved, I talked about it last week, and I, got, I was glorious saved in a church. I, I got baptized the same night. I felt the love of God flood over me. And the first thought that came to me was, I got to get my relationship right with my girlfriend. I wasn't living right. And the first thing I did was I went to my girlfriend's house, knocked on the door, told her, I just got saved. And my hair's all wet. She looked at me, you got what? You got saved? What does that mean? She didn't even know what that meant. She didn't, she didn't understand that term. I said, I got saved. Uh, geez, I got Jesus in my heart. And I said, and, I, and the next thing I said, I said, we got to do things different. Right? Because when you get really Christ in your life, it's going to cause you to change some things. It's going to cause you to rearrange some things. It may cause you to throw some things out that aren't godly. It, it will cause you to do the right things. Because when you get the love and the peace and the joy of God, you don't want to lose that. I want to continue to walk in it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I said, man, I can't lose this. I just, got, I just found the fountain of youth. The Bible says when you find salvation, it's like a great pearl, pearl Jesus said. And, and it's like a, a pearl that was buried in a piece of land. And he said the man sells everything just to buy that piece of land to get that pearl. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Salvation is, is a, it's, it's a great pearl of price. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And we don't want to take our salvation for granted. If we're believers. No, I want to make the most of my salvation. I want to walk with God and talk with Him. And I want to know that that, that He knows who I am. Amen? Amen. And so that's what we need to do. We need need to walk with Him and talk with Him. We need to walk with Him. Amen. And that's the key for growing in, in grace. Salvation, we found out another key is salvation is for everyone who is willing to receive. Can I say that again? Salvation is for everyone who is willing to receive. And so, you know, what do you mean, everyone? You mean God doesn't just pick and choose who he wants in his kingdom? I, I, no, no, God doesn't want anybody to perish. The Bible actually says he doesn't want anybody to go to hell. It grieves God for people to pass up his son and go to hell. It grieves God. He's grieved because he loves you. That's why he paid the highest price. 
Amen. God paid. He gave his very best for us. He gave his son Jesus. I don't know if anybody ever lost anything in here. I don't know if you ever lost a pet or if you've lost a loved one. But the pain of losing something is terrible. And God lost his son the day that his son went to the cross. God had to pull back from his son. God had to pull back and allow the world to torture him. And his son did not deserve it. He was a perfect man. He never missed it. But, he, but Jesus was paying the price for us. He was paying the price. He was paying our sin bill. Amen. He was paying this price for us. How can we, how can we pass up such a great salvation? How can we turn our nose up to a great salvation? I don't understand people that say they were, I, I, I said the prayer. Then why aren't you in church? Why aren't you reading the word? Why aren't you talking about your faith? Amen. You're not saved by works. You're saved by grace. It's grace alone, faith alone, Christ alone. But you can't add to it. But you are supposed to have, bear some good fruit. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today, saints? And so salvation is for everyone. It says in Titus 2.11, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to some men. No, all men. Has appeared to all men. Somebody said, well, pastor, what if somebody doesn't know about Jesus? God will get that. God will get somebody. That person has a heart. He wants truth. And God will get that message to that person. The Bible says nobody has an excuse because we all know there is a, a, an idea that God exists. Even with the atheist, he knows God exists. You can just look at the mountains. You can look at the stars. You can look at creation. And the Bible says no man is without excuse. We all knew God at one time. Maybe not through Jesus, but we had a knowing that God exists. We know that we were created in eternity. God created us and put us down in our, in a, in our mama's body. Amen? And so there is a knowing. And I'm telling you, some of you, you're not going to be happy. You're not going to be fulfilled in this life until you get Jesus in your life. Jesus wants to give you purpose. A life without God is a life without purpose. It's meaningless. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? There's no meaning to life. There's going to be, there's so many philosophers and there's so many people philosophizing it, if that's a word. (laughs) Sounds good anyway for the preacher. Philosophizing. Get me on a Scrabble board. I'll make some words up. Don't want to play a Scrabble with Pastor Dave. Philosophy? Philosophy? Okay. But you got people doing that. You know, I hear, you know, oh, man, I was, man, I like to, I like to know how people think. How many people like to know how people, no, you just want to figure out how you can think, right? No, I, I like to know how people think. And I was watching this video um, on this one movie actor, uh, Jim Carrey. And this guy was interviewing and asked, it was asking Jim Carrey. Anybody ever heard of Jim Carrey? Yeah. Okay, Dumb and Dumber. Okay. Classic movie. Okay. But 
Uh, uh, and they were asking him, are you religious? And he said, well, uh, well, and he was trying to explain his life as a, being a religious. He said, well, I, 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 kinda, I, I like a little bit of Buddha, and I, and I, and I like a little bit of uh, Harry Krishner, and I like a little bit of this and that, and Jesus, I can throw in Jesus too. And so he, he just liked them all. I mean, he was just, he, he liked them all, you know. And so there wasn't anybody, anybody that stood out. Jesus stands out. Amen. You know, Buddha did not die on a cross for my sins. Amen. Muhammad did not die on the cross for my sins. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? None of these, these, so, these religions, and that's what it is, religion. What is religion, by the way? Religion is man's attempt to get to God. Their way. Man's way. But no, you got to do it God's way. What, Pastor? I got, yeah, 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 he's God. You know, last time I checked, you're not him. Amen. Yes, it's God. We got to do it God's way. Amen. How, you know, are you doing it God's way? That's the only way to move forward in God. So the grace of God ha that brings salvation has appeared to all men. And the next thing is that teaching us denying ungodliness and worldly lusts that we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age looking for the blessed hope, which is Jesus, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that we might, uh, might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify himself of his own special people, zealous for good works. I'm going to say this to you today, that you're called the uh, ecclesia. In other words, ecclesia means the called out ones. In other words, we're called out of the world. Listen, we're, we're a nation. If you're a Christian, you're and, uh, and this church and all Christian people, we're a nation within a nation. We may be Americans, but you're a Christian first and foremost. We need to identify that we are Christians. We're called out. Some, I, you know, some people would say, and you probably watch on some of you probably check in. Oh, the end of the world's coming soon, and judgment's coming. Not on me. I'm not, I'm not killing babies. I'm not doing anything. I'm serving God. Amen. My, no, judgment's coming. Yeah, judgment might be coming, but it's coming on the, on the world system. Amen. Amen. Not on God's system. Amen. God's not going to be coming down and, and, and killing his church. No, he's raising his church up. Glory to God. And some people preach doom and gloom. And no, as long as I'm here, and this, this city's not going down. And as long as you have believers that's in, that's praying, fasting, seeking God, turning their face to God, I'm telling you, this nation cannot go down. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? As long as you got one person standing for righteousness, I'm telling you, God is still here. But when Jesus comes back and he pulls all us Christians up, then this earth is in trouble. Because who's going to be praying? I'm telling you. I'm telling you, the judgment is being held back right now. Why? Because of us Christians. Judgment is being held back from coming because we are here. Remember, listen, I know this is a side note, but you know, when the angels went to Sodom and Gomorrah, and Sodom was bad. It was bad. They, they wanted to have relations with angels. I don't know if it's that bad today, but 
I mean, they were, these angels must have been like really like movie star looking, good looking men. You know what I'm saying? You know, probably look a lot like me. But anyway, um, and I, it's not that funny, is it? But no, they probably were a little taller than me, right? They were good looking men. Tune in next week for the completion of this broadcast. Join us every Sunday morning at Regal Stadium 12 Movie Theater located on 104 Constitution Drive, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 10 o'clock a.m., nursery and children's church provided. This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit us at www.exceedlifechurch.org.